Come on in, guys, because it's time for season two of Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. Welcome back, loyal listeners. Uh, We are excited to ramp up into season two of our Outwatch podcast. We just finished going through season seven of Survivor, Pearl Islands, a classic. And it's time for us to start season 28, making a big jump to Survivor Kageyan, one of my all-time favorites. My name is Alex, and I am joined by my same three co-hosts who have all signed back on for round two of the journey. Thanks, y'all. If you're new to the podcast, what we do here (laughs) is watch old seasons of Survivor an episode at a time and comment and react on those seasons of Survivor. Uh, I am the self-described Survivor super duper fan, and my three co-hosts have varying degrees of Survivor um, literacy, but none of them would call themselves super fans, I would say. So we're getting takes from a wide range of voices. So before we jump in to episode one of Survivor Kageyan, uh, it's time for you to meet the rest of this podcast. Um, and this this season, of course, was the first time Survivor split up into three tribes designated by their primary attribute of brains, beauty or brawn. Um, so first of all, Adam, welcome to Outwatch. Glad to be back. Kagayan uh, is beautiful this time of year. Uh, beautiful. You know, I, if we didn't uh, record on location, I probably wouldn't do this. I'll be honest. Mm. It is an important part of this podcast. <laughs> Adam, if you were cast on to Survivor Kagayan, would you be on the Brains, Beauty, or Brawn tribe? That's a real good question. Um, I I think I'm going to be uh, on the uh, on the Brains side i mean they got that average iq of like 130 so i think i could bump that up a good 10 points probably (laughs) there you go uh (laughs) this first episode shows that maybe they could use some help in in that department so maybe you would be of help to them i'm also i'm also wearing my victory tank top yes from last season perfect are you wearing it Uh, yeah i'm wearing it let's go (laughs) perfect you should wear it on draft night so your luck stays with you. Oh, of course. I was, I'm going to wear it every time. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Nothing else, just the shirt. Um, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I can confirm he is wearing pants. <laughs> and that's how it will stay. clearly evaporated. <laughs> I've turned so the volume up on those. <laughs> yeah, the, I'm really happy with the ones I pulled. Hey, Emily, welcome to Outwatch. Well, hi, it's great to be here again. Hey, which uh, tribe would you end up on, Brain, Beauty, or Brawn? Uh, I'm going to have to say Brawn because mm. I've been attending uh, body pump classes at my local Y since October, routinely, two times a week. I have more muscle than I've ever had in my life, which is not much. But I think I can make it on the brawn team. That's great. Thank you. Um, I'm super happy to hear about that. <laughs> if any of you have met me, you know that that's a big joke. <laughs> I wasn't actually sure. <laughs> so I didn't want to be mean. Um, no, no, it's okay. You, no, you, you just recently, you went up in weights, right? You, you went yeah, from, I did. You Shut up, like, Adam. Like a two to a three or something like that? No. <laughs> no. I told him what weights I use in class, and he's like, wow, that's almost as much as the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. I know. Thank you. It was, she was talking to me. I went up and wait, and I was like, oh, how much? And she was like, I'm doing like, I don't even remember what it was. I'm not telling. It, it doesn't like, matter. It was like 30 pounds or something like for a squat. I was like, that's like, you could just squat the bar. And it would be more than that. <laughs> Gains train. Uh, hey, Scott. Welcome back to Outwatch. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. I'm happy to be here. Oh yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. S- Scott. Which uh, which tribe would you be on? Brain, beauty, brawn. Well, well um, Adam's on the brains. Emily's on the bronze. So I guess that leaves the beauty tribe open. So I'll take it. Mm. <laughs> I'll take it. I, I think we fell into our categories very well. Yeah. Yep. I uh, recently switched to a new map product. Um, <laughs> so really, really make the difference for me. 
I think I'm gonna fit right, fit in well in the beauty tribe. So <laughs> now, Scott, we heard a lot this episode about LJ's distinction between cute and hot. Uh, which which of those would you fall under on the beauty tribe? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I trust cute more than I trust hot. <laughs> what a legend. You know, I thought I thought this season being 10 years in the future, there would be less misogyny. Um, turns out there's more. No, men are just bad regardless of the year, it turns out. It's a prerequisite to be on Survivor that you just have to be a complete douche. Most of the time that is actually pretty true. All right. Hey, well, let's um, take a trip down to Tree Mail and catch our viewers up on what happened in episode one of Survivor 28 titled Hot Girl with a Grudge. Um, the tribes are initially split into three tribes based on their primary characteristic of beauty, brains or brawn. And right off the bat, uh, the tribe has to designate a leader, which are LJ, Sarah and David, respectively, who then have to choose the weakest of the tribe. And those would be Morgan, Trish and Garrett. And they are sent back to camp ahead of the rest of the tribe to make a decision, which we find out is the choice between a clue to a hidden immunity idol or extra rice. So in that decision, both Garrett and Morgan choose the idol clue, but Trish chooses extra rice. Uh, Garrett happens to find the idol on the Brains Tribe uh, camp, but Morgan is fruitless in her search. Um, when the rest of the tribes get back, LJ is suspicious of Morgan and uh, starts uh, seeing her as maybe a potential threat going down the road. Back at the Braun tribe, Tony tells Sarah that he isn't a cop. Um, and the brains get frustrated with Jatia's bossiness as they try to construct their shelter. So we get to our immunity and reward challenge. They can win a fire making kit. Um, and beauty finishes first, brawn finishes second, and brain comes up last, sending them to tribal and with no fire. Now, when we're back at the Brain Tribe, David wants to aim at Garrett. Cass wants to aim at Jatia. Um, and Cass just straight up tells Jatia to her face that she wants to vote for her. In the midst of all this chaos, Garrett flips things around, pitches David instead. Um, and David ends up being the first person voted out at four to vote. But this is a episode and a half, so we've got a little bit more. Back at the Brains after that first Tribal Council cast becomes a bit of a swing vote in the middle after Tribal Council. Um, Lindsay and Trish do mean impersonations of each other on the brain or the Braun tribe. And then back at our second immunity and reward challenge, Braun wins. Beauty comes from way behind to upset brains, who's um, whatever brains they have have clearly evaporated <laughs> in that challenge. <laughs> And then back at the Braun tribe before tribal council, Tony finds an idle clue in the reward that they get and then finds his uh, the idol on the Braun tribe, giving him extra power in the game. Back at the brains camp, uh, calamity ensues where Garrett tries to control everything at the camp. Um, he makes it an open forum, doesn't let anyone leave. And in doing so, leaves Jatia alone where she explodes and dumps the whole tribe's rice in the fire. Um, but yet somehow, despite this, Garrett keeps trying to cover for his mistakes and his poor play. And Cass decides to vote with the two girls, Tasha and Jatia, and vote Garrett out, leaving Jatia in the game. And Garrett, the second person, voted out of Survivor Kagiyan. A lot happened this episode uh, because it was an hour and a half episode. A lot. A whole lot. I wasn't ready for the hour and a half episode. I yeah. wasn't either, honestly. <laughs> I forgot about it. Yeah, the Tribal Council happened and I was like, cool, where is it like where it's, you know, stay tuned for scenes from our next episode. Yep. And then we pause it. And it was like, oh, we're halfway through. Yeah, yeah the double episodes. <laughs> Scott, what was your favorite moment of this episode? Honestly... My favorite part was how big of a savage Jeff is <laughs> during the yes. competitions. We talked in our previous season 
which if you're here listening to this and you didn't listen to season one, why are you here? Go yeah, back come and on. listen. Yeah, um, we're going to do a lot of callbacks. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about how Jeff was, you know, about to come into his own. He wasn't fully there yet. Well, guess what? In this season of Kagayan, he is in his element. He's he here. is fully matured into a dick. And he is ready to attack these tribes. Jeff has evolved, so to speak. He's reached level 32. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else some highlight standout moments in this episode? That really, yeah, I would agree with Scott on that. I really like the beginning when they were kind of outlining how the season was going to work. Mm-hmm. And they showed Jeff on top of some like little tiny island mountain structure and then they zoomed out and it was just so extra and he was like i don't know fifty thousand feet in the air um so that really set up the way he would act you know (laughs) in challenges and stuff it was like i feel like in pearl islands he was just like you know this is what's happening yeah these people are falling behind and then this season he was like you guys are horrible look at this (laughs) shameful shameful (laughs) team Yeah, that was it, a whole new level. As, sure. as stressful as I found, like, the reward and immunity challenges in, it's Panama, right? Like, Pearl Island. Pearl Island. Why do I keep saying that? Yeah. Panama oh, is a different season. Yeah. Uh, in, in the Pearl Islands, like, it's so much more stressful having Jeff there, like, narrating this, like, all yeah. the way through. It's yeah. so stressful now in, like, a good way. Yeah, it's... It's great. He adds a whole lot to the show. I've already ran this a few times, but this was hilarious. Whatever brains they have have clearly evaporated. (laughs) Alex, do you think this was a sudden shift or is this a character that he has been developing through the seasons? Ooh, that's a good question. I think that he does kind of, yeah, evolve into it over time, you know? Mm -hmm. It wasn't like a, a quick like turn of the switch where now Jeff is to this level, you know? Yeah. That's how I always assumed it. Yeah. Because obviously we took what? When was this done? 2013. Mm-hmm. And the first one was 2003, right? So, yeah. 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 I mean, we waited 10 yeah. years. Yeah. So we got a 10-year job. It's a decade and uh, what? Se- tw- 21 seasons of Survivor? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Can I'm we talk about that for a second? Yeah. <laughs> that in 10 years, they did 21 seasons of Survivor? Dude. That's like two a year. It is. wonder <laughs> <laughs> Jeff became a dick. He's like, I'm so over this. <laughs> Why can't you figure out this freaking puzzle? <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> um, a couple quick character notes about some of these people that we may find interesting. Um, Lindsay, the hairdresser on the Braun tribe from Kokomo, Indiana. Oh, wow. We had subtitles on, so we couldn't see anybody's names. (laughs) I would say, if you gave me a picture of everybody, I couldn't tell you which one was Lindsay. (laughs) She is on the Braun tribe. She's got kind of, I don't know if they're dreadlocks or if they're just uh, a lot of hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one who is really cold and sad. Yeah. Um, And let's talk about David Sampson for a second. Um, He's the first one voted out. He was, as they talk about in the show, he was the owner of the Miami Marlins. He is no longer the owner of the Marlins because a couple years ago he, like, sold the team to, like, uh, Derek Jeter mostly and, like, a group of people. But uh, so, like, this team was always – and I think David is from Miami. So it's, like, Miami-owned and, like, really important to the city. And he sold, you know, the team for a ton of money. Um, and immediately the new ownership, like traded away everyone of value on the team and like took down this fun, but goofy sculpture in the park. And, um, they're like terrible, terrible, terrible now with like Hmm. really no end in sight. And so the city of Miami hates this guy, like (laughs) really, (laughs) really hates this guy now in 2019. There is a video I saw. Um, it was a few months ago now where he was like at a, a party or a club or something in Miami and everyone's like booing him. And he's like, Hey, well, you all may not like it, but now I'm rich, so you pretty much. <laughs> so in this case, maybe it's less about brains and more about money for him being here. I mean, were the Marlins good? No, but, no. Okay. They weren't, they weren't. Like, yeah, <laughs> but now they're like just horribly bad. 
They haven't been good since like 2003, right? Pretty much, yeah. Like since Pearl Islands, they have since not Pearl been. <laughs> yeah, that was their downfall. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> they won the World Series. They all got GMC envoys. Mm. And that was it. <laughs> I hope I there's a car this season. Pearl Islands will forever be our reference point for Outwatch. Like, yeah. like, how many years after before Pearl Islands? <laughs> right, right. It's the litmus test. Yeah. <laughs> Um, after this very first string of things, um, did y'all have um, any like strong feeling about which of these three tribes would maybe perform the strongest? Adam, did you have any leaning in regards to that? I I felt pretty good about the Braun tribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just seemed like they worked well together. Like, I, I think when you it, it didn't seem like anyone was like really rubbing anybody the wrong way in terms of like leadership stuff and everyone just seemed willing to put their head down, do the work and get it done, which I think is really important in mm-hmm. Survivor, especially at this stage. Brains, obviously, Jatia took over and everyone was not happy with that. And yeah. then Beauty just, I mean, they, they seemed to know what they were doing all right, but like uh, LJ, is that his name? The, the leader... Yeah, the horse trainer. Horse trainer. The horse trainer. Um, horse trainer LJ. Uh, he, he, I don't know. He he didn't seem like he was going to work out very well for them. I didn't think so. I don't. I think at the end of this episode, I was like, hey, he's fine. But yeah, I, I go with Braun. Braun was kind of my pick. They seemed good. They seemed happy. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, it's interesting because like. Brains and brawn are very like clear marketable survivor skills, right? Things that are good for survivor beauty. Uh, I think it was like, <laughs> I, I think, I think if you think of the three tenets of survivor, the outwit out play out last. Sure. If you think of um, like the outwit as the brains, the outplay as the brawn and then the outlast is like the social game. Mm-hmm. And the beauty kind of comes into that. Because that's what everyone was saying was like, I think I can use my beauty as like my advantage or whatever. And I think everyone watching it is sitting there going, you're going to be on an island for 39 days. We'll see how long that beauty lasts. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good way of thinking about it is they maybe have the social advantage Mm -hmm. because you're right. Yeah. The the other way of breaking that down is like physical, strategic, social. Right. And that same thing. Yeah, that makes sense. The beauty tribe kind of sneak, were sneakily athletic, though. As, yeah. As, I was surprised by that as the episode went on, as we got into the challenges. Also, they really seemed to work well together. So mm-hmm. I was like, we asked Adam, like, which of these, tri- which tribe did you think was going to, like, do well? Like, I did not, I was, I wouldn't have said the beauty tribe, but I was really surprised at how well they did, I yeah. guess. Well, and yeah. a lot of the people on their tribe, too, like, I know they had um, an NFL cheerleader, so I mean mm-hmm. she's probably athletic. And yeah. then who else they have on there? Horse trainer, I'm sure he's very athletic. <laughs> for you real. Know? Like for real, Kentucky teen Miss USA. She's yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, can we, talk, can we talk about Jeffra for a second? Yeah, who talk about Jeffra. Child that <laughs> Jeffra, a man named Jeff. That's who does. <laughs> so legitimately, I was like, someone was like, "Oh, we're gonna have a son, and we're gonna name him." Jeff, and then this little girl comes along, and he's like, "Well, Jeffra, then, because that's the girl version of that." <laughs> Jeffica. <laughs> What's the girl version of Jeffrey? <laughs> Jeffra. <laughs> like, I don't want to. I don't want to put Kentucky on blast, but like, you're like you're making Indiana look bad, like just by being close to us. Like, I need you to do better. Smell <laughs> the team. <laughs> I trust cute more than I trust hot. Um, so one of the big things that happens early on here is this kind of like convoluted series of decisions where there's a leader that's picked and then they picked a weak person and then that weak person like quote unquote has the decision to make between rice and an idle clue did any of these choices really surprise you or do you think that anybody played any of these situations um exceptionally well or poorly mm-hmm. um i think when morgan so she was picked as the weak person on the beauty tribe when mm-hmm. she went back and she started looking for the idol um which because they could choose between idol or rice right right yeah so i could see both sides of choosing either one of those it 
I assumed, you know, most people would pick the idol. Um, but I just thought it was interesting when she was looking for the idol and then her team came up and she was like, well, crap, like this is obvious. Yeah, she didn't I thought play she had such well. a good lie. Like she seemed oh. so smooth about it. Okay. And later in the episode, you could definitely tell um, when they started interviewing her tribe members. Uh-huh. Um, they were like, oh, yeah, she's definitely up to something. But I thought mm-hmm. she played off so well. What did she say? She was like, oh, I, I chose, you know, fishing yeah, she, gear. And she made, she that was pretty good. Things that they put at the camp were things that she chose. Yeah. yeah. And then she was like, oh, and I just saw this tide pause looking for like crab and yeah. things to eat. Did we hear <laughs> what Garrett said? Like the choice that he had to make was I don't remember hearing that because he was like by the I mean, he found the idol, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I forgot to even mention in the the run through, Garrett got voted out with an idol in his pocket. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Wait, yeah. are you saying no? Because I think all three of them had the same choice. Like, it was an extra bag of rice or the idol? Yeah. Or are you, yeah. What he told his team. Yeah, that's what I was asking. What did Garrett tell the rest yeah. of the tribe? Yeah, I don't remember what he told them. It just seemed like he brushed off whatever it was and then. Right. It found a waterfall. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. He just seemed to just be like, hey, you're here. There's a waterfall over there. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely didn't find an idol there. <laughs> yeah. I think that we've talked about this last season, too, especially early in the game. Your goal is to just not get voted out, you know, because you can not do a whole lot at this point to win the game, but you can do a whole lot to lose. Um, and I think David's decision to make Garrett the the choice as the weakest person was really dumb because like I guess there's a potential like positive in that risk in that you know maybe you get out someone who could be a big threat for you down the road but you're also like it's just such a I don't know like a galaxy brain type of decision it's like just choose Cass you know like choose the obvious choice um I think I think the issue with David choosing Garrett was more that he just didn't own his decision. Like that he tried to play it, it off. Like, yeah, Garrett's obviously like the weakest or whatever. Or he's like the biggest. He didn't, he didn't look at it until like dudes on the brain tribe. And he's, and he said it like to the talking headpiece where he's like, he's built like a Mack truck or something like that. Yeah. It's like guy apparently has brains and brawn. I'm going to vote him out. Yeah. Like just be like clear about that. Like that's, you know, if I make a decision right now, that's what we're doing. Yeah. And I think if you own that, it's a it's a completely different position than, you know, oh, he's he looks like the weakest or he's mm-hmm. like he's strong. So he must not be very smart or whatever. Like it was just, you know. What it does kind of do is out you as like a, a selfishly thinking strategic player early on, too, which isn't necessarily the vibe you want at your camp. Yeah. Right. And you he know? made his yeah. decision so quickly because everybody else was like, oh, my gosh, this is a very hard decision. Yeah. You know, I don't want to pick anyone out. I don't even know these people. And he was just immediately like, yes, him. Uh huh. I think one of the morals of the story here is if you ever end up on survivor, any of our viewers or listeners or the people here on this podcast, <laughs> never voluntarily be a part of one of these like very beginning of the game things, because the chances <laughs> for you to do something good are pretty slim, but the chances of you to do something bad that puts a target <laughs> on your back off the bat are quite high. So just never volunteer for anything like this. <laughs> I will keep that in mind. Yep. When you get on Survivor there, Scott. Yep. Um, I think that Trish handled her situation really well. She chose the rice, which was, I don't know, kind of take it or leave it, I think. But I think in her particular situation where she is very, like, objectively probably the weakest person on that tribe, you know, as an older woman, Um She made the inoffensive decision, the team-based decision to go for the rice. When they came back, she wasn't holding a grudge. She immediately was like, it's all good, Sarah. I know why you did this. Um, And as someone who is kind of predisposed to maybe be in a vulnerable spot, I think she um, got through that situation pretty pretty well. Okay, so one of the cool things about a three-tribe split, especially early game, as opposed to just two tribes is I think you're able to see like everyone more easily because when you've just got two tribes, um, you're more focused on, you know, the people that are making waves in each of those tribes. Um, and since there's fewer people on each tribe, you've got a, a better chance of seeing about everyone. And I think in this first episode, even in the first half of this episode, 
we got a little bit from everyone. Um, I'd love for each of you to share just in this first, you know, portion of this show, who do you really like, whether thinking that they have like a chance to win or that you just are like drawn to um, entertainment wise? Um, I I have one. Okay. It was on the Braun team. It was the basketball player. I cannot remember his name. Cliff. 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 Cliff and Wu. I know that they were kind of singled Wu-tang. out. It's like, oh, they're so annoying. Like people love them and that's obnoxious. But they seem just to really enjoy the game. Like um, they did an interview with Wu and it was when it was really storming and uh-huh. he was just smiling. He was like, I guess this is just Survivor. Like, yeah. <laughs> gonna be a long night like okay we're in it i was like you're just you really like this game that's cool so (laughs) they're fun adam any favorites i I think i think at the beginning of the episode i didn't like spencer but by the end yeah i was a lot more drawn to him love spencer i think in the brain yeah yeah he's the only guy left in the brain tribe that's what i thought yeah he's an economic student right yeah, he's an economic student. Because yes. um, I think at the beginning, he said something about, like, I entered a chess tournament and I won. Or, like, he just, like, said something sure. really obnoxious and, like, R, I'm very smart, you know, sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. it was just annoying. And then as he, like, was talking to Garrett and sort of strategizing and, you know, like, he, he seems like he's a really smart player, actually, or he's, like, thought this through a little bit more. I'm I'm excited to see him hopefully continue. I would also like to say that at the very beginning when they were coming in on the boats and they were explaining the different tribes, I feel like they had to have um, guided all of those interviews because everyone was obnoxious. Like Spencer Mm. was like, oh yeah, I'm like so smart. Like I play chess and I'm amazing. And then they had a lot of interviews with the beauty tribe and they're like, yes, I'm so pretty. And like, people love me for that. And I can can take advantage of people with my beauty. I'm like, what? But nobody's going to flirt my way to a million dollars. Yeah. A little inside baseball. Um, (laughs) I, so in that opening section, like I've heard this from another number of players in interviews and stuff that takes forever. Like Jeff asks everyone a series of questions. Mm. Um, and like such that even, you know, if he were to ask like, all right, uh, Adam, what makes you a brain? And you're something like, well, I don't know. Like I went to college and blah, blah, blah. He'd be like, no, really give me what makes you a brain. Like he makes you (laughs) be out with it, especially early on. So that's part of it too. That makes sense. I think we'll talk about this maybe um, throughout this season, but I I think it's really interesting the way that when you – label either a season with a theme or like a tribe with some sort of characteristic, the way that that affects people's brains and the way that they play and talk and stuff. When you're told over and over again in this show, you know, you are brawn. It's brawn. That's why you're here. That's what you're good at. Like that starts to, I think, change the way that you think about the game. Right. And even in like this most recent season of survivors called David versus Goliath, um, Like, I'm sure that that storyline that they're presented makes those people on the David tribe now think like, all right, yes, this is a story of me overcoming, you know, a greater challenge. Like, I don't know. I think it really has to affect the way that you think and play. Um, I did really kind of like Jeremiah after the initial get go, after they kind of got to camp initially. Uh Um, I felt like he kind of bucked the beauty trend a little bit. Everybody was like. He was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a model, but then he was kind of like, oh, shucks, and ready right. to go to work. But um, <laughs> yeah. other than that, I did like Wu and um, Cliff a lot. Uh-huh. And, um, but yeah, probably besides besides those two, Jeremiah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was one of my favorite moments, too, when uh, it, it's Lindsay and Cliff, you know, when she's like, so who'd you play basketball for? And he's like, uh... I played for the Portland Trailblazers. And she's just like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> clearly not following any of this. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the Brains tribe before we head into this first tribal council. Clearly pretty erratic and some really um, interesting and volatile players here. One of the most interesting things that happens is how um, Jatia asks Cass, 
hey, what are you thinking tonight? And Cass is like, uh, I think it's I'm going to vote you out. Uh, <laughs> what was your take on that whole uh, situation and just like the brain tribe in general? Adam, do you have anything? I, I, I love that Cass was just like so like cut and dry personally. Yeah. Um, even when uh, Garrett was like, let's just open forum and like everyone, you know, everyone's wanting to vote off to Tia and yeah. a, all the drama about that. Um, I, 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 I love that personally. Like, I know it's not like very survivory, but it's also, there's five people on a tribe. You're not going to last in this tribe very long before they have to blend the tribes together again. I don't know. I think, I think it's kind of a fun way to play it. Like mm-hmm. early on, it, it could definitely backfire on you, but also like if you're just completely straightforward people, like, this is what I want to vote off. Like, you know, I don't know. It is an interesting uh, strategic decision. Cass is really funny too. Like she and Spencer, I think are really similar in like their brand of humor, which yeah. is like super blunt and sarcastic, you know? They're pretty fun. Yeah, I like them. Um, what did you think about David's decision, which ultimately didn't work, um, to try and vote Garrett out here as the very first person, um, as what seems to be athletically the most competent? Um, were you following his logic or did it seem quite foolish? Scott, do you have a, a thought? Uh, I wasn't following it. So from the get go, I didn't really understand what his deal with Garrett was. Yeah. Um, also I was thinking like this guy runs the Miami Marlins and he's picking up the most athletic guys, the weakest. That is why they are a terrible baseball team. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Christian Yelich. Yeah. He sucks. Get rid of him. (laughs) Yeah. John John Carlos Stanton. He's out of here. Yeah. No, and I just don't get. I I didn't understand a lot of what the brain tribe did. Like the, it's so punny, but they played really stupid uh-huh. <laughs> the entire episode. You could they? say that whatever brains they have have clearly evaporated. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have said that better myself. No, um, but yeah, I didn't follow it at all. Um, it just seemed kind of dumb and like you said before like it's real hard to like win the game in the first three days but it really is easy to lose it i felt like he played way too hard there in the name of like playing for day 39 when it was just kind of unneeded yeah on day two yeah yeah i I think the rule of thumb that he kind of forgot is if there is an easy target you get rid of the easy target yeah especially this early everyone would have voted off gta mm-hmm like it, it would not have been hard. <laughs> no, not at all. It would be so easy. Instead, he tried to force it and get everybody, and it, you know, it rubs people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Do you think, from the perspective of like Spencer and maybe even Garrett, um, was that choice to vote David out there first good for them? I don't think it was a bad decision. I guess. Yeah. Um, as far as Spencer goes, I think you're just trying to, like, I don't know. I think early in the game, you're just trying to like lay low and take out whoever is putting the whoever's the easiest target and at that point i think he was david was easily putting a target on his own back so Mm -hmm. it's just easy to do that i guess so david goes home vote four to two uh david and spencer stick together and vote towards uh jatia instead right is that who those votes went towards i don't remember either him either her or garrett in any case David goes home. Yeah, I I, I feel like it was Jatia and David is who the votes were split between. I think you're right. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, And after that, they get back to camp. This is when the rain really starts coming down hard. Um, And Garrett has this epiphany that led to a great clip that I'm sure I will use in a meta way a lot on this podcast. This isn't fun for me right now. I, I have to be honest. (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm gonna use that whenever we start talking about things that are weird or inappropriate this is like fun for me right now i, I have to be honest <laughs> I'm, I'm upset that garrett is gone because i feel like he would have been a really interesting player to watch yeah. but also like he was annoying as all get out half and 90 percent of the time yeah he's he's pretty whiny Mm -hmm. The rain really starts to come down. People are not having fun. 
Um, we also get some Wu and Cliff shenanigans, which are fun. They go out uh, fishing, and and Wu and Cliff flip the boat over, um, which is is pretty fun. And then there's this weird scene where like. Trish came back to camp and like tried to get Lindsay to do stuff. And then she left and like Lindsay did a weird thing with her face to impersonate Trish. And then Trish did like the same thing to impersonate Lindsay with Tony. As, as weird. someone who, who lived in Boston, it, it was a pretty good impression. All said and done. <laughs> <laughs> Trish is great too. Yeah, she's fun. Yeah. Um, and then we also, um, get the first peek at Tony's spy shack. Give me takes on Tony's spy shack. Emily, what's your reaction to the spy shack? Oh my gosh. He just seemed like he is at 100 and I'm not quite sure. I still can't read him. I just know that he just seems too excited about everything. He's like, <laughs> Everyone's out to get me, so I'm going to make a spy shack yeah. where I can listen to Cliff, who I think is actually not nice at all, even uh, though everyone loves him. Uh-huh. And who else was he? He's, like, playing the other... Sarah. Yeah. Was that... That was in this episode, right? hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And he's, like, he won't tell her that he's a cop. Yeah. And then he decides that he will do that, and, like... He did no, yeah. he, he decides to tell her in episode two. Okay. Uh-huh. Spoiler alert. Anyway, yeah, yeah. he gets wackier in episode two, and I'm still not really sure I think what his deal is. He seems paranoid. Oh yeah. yeah. So so he is I, I believe what we, we would describe as a Schrodinger survivor in that he is both exceptionally good and bad at this game. Okay. And he won't know until he's voted out. Okay. explain that um i'm familiar with like what schrodinger's cat is but i don't actually know what the philosophy behind it is can you schrodinger's cat is if you put a cat in a box the cat can be considered both dead in a a gas capsule that would kill the cat Uh, and you can assume that the cat is simultaneously dead and alive and the only way to know is to check the box and uh, then it only exists in one of those states so basically as long as it is unknowable the assumption should be that it exists in both states so he is both a great survivor player and a terrible survivor player gotcha and, and until he's voted out of his tribe we will not know that's really good and a really good that's way just, of putting it because he's he does play in such an erratic yep. and paranoid way that you're right it could be inspired and like making great moves that keep him in, or it could be, dude, what is this guy doing and yeah. voted out tomorrow? You know? Exactly. Yeah. It, at the minimum, at least in this point in the game, um, he's very fun to watch, uh, oh, yeah. with his fast talking Jersey accent and his spy shacks, uh, and the way that he says, woo, <laughs> 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 uh, very good. He's like so, Vin Diesel it's from New Jersey. <laughs> That's awesome. yeah. With his gigantic like tribal tattoo also. Yeah. Yes. My favorite thing about him is how jacked he is, but like his midsection is a little flabby. Uh-huh. Like, like, like you missed some things. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And uh, that's a body shape because, like, I'm pretty flabby. Like, we'll give it. <laughs> there's all, like that moment early in the in the episode was um, Scott. We would um, like goof on this clip all the time when Tony's like, "I'm not a cop." Wait, let me tell you a secret. I'm not a cop. <laughs> <laughs> we would we would goof on that all the time. <laughs> I do remember. That. <laughs> He's the man. What do you think about Sarah? We haven't talked about Sarah Lucina at all. She's the Sarah. actual cop. Tony is too, but I was gonna say Tony is a cop. Right, he's lying about it. Um, well, so I don't know if we gave the context of this, but his little let me tell you a secret, I'm not a cop. Like that was when she asked him if he was a cop and she just could not believe that he wasn't. And yeah. I thought that was cool. She's like, I'm a cop, I can tell. You're definitely a cop. Yeah, he, she has um, a cop dar. Yeah, the cop dar. <laughs> But she was, she mentioned too, she, in her job, like people lie to her all the time. And it's, it's part of her job to figure out if they're lying. So I was, when she said that, I was like, well, that will be interesting in this game, Mm -hmm. in these circumstances, if that will serve you well, or if it won't. I think it's also one of those things that you can develop a lot of hubris in that. Like, I'm sure she's very talented at her job, 
but as you stay on the island, as you become more deteriorated mentally and physically, like it can be really easy for you to be like, well, I'm really good at this. I'm really good at this. When in reality, you're, you know, you, you've lost a lot of steps. Mm. Right. And that's, that's what I mean too, is she says that. So I know she has yeah. that skill and, but being on an island with people lying to you about alliances, that's completely yeah. different. And that goes to even the different tribes too, you know, oh, I have brains, but are they going to serve you well here? Yeah. Well, if you're David, no. Yeah. You Apparently don't want to paint yourself you know? into a corner on like one thing. Mm-hmm. Another example of uh, Tony's just awareness of the game. After they win their second reward, he thinks to like look through the hammock and everything to see if there's a clue, which mm-hmm. um, there is. And he finds yeah, that a clue so fast. Yeah. How, many, how many seasons there? What, what season did they start doing the hidden immunity idol? Thing? So I looked this up. I think it was Guatemala. Um, and I think that was like mid teens. So it's not okay. it's not a new thing at this point. Are are the idols usually this easy to find? Um, it's it's kind of evolved to this point um, at this stage in the show. Um because it just seems like everyone gets one clue and then they find the idol and it's like, well, right. I was actually thinking about that and people are just happening upon these clues. Mm-hmm. And I think the chance of people, like if you needed more than one clue to find the idol, the chance of you getting two clues in a row that made sense yeah, to be able to find the idol is probably very slim. I think that increases the social game though, where it's sort of like, if we want to find an idol, like I might have to work with somebody, like I might have to bring someone into the fold. But then would you just share the aisle? Like, well, I mean, that would be kind of how that had to you have end, to form, right? What you have to do is form an alliance and like figure out, okay, well, it seems like you're going to need this. This is when mm-hmm. we're going to play it. So it's yours to play. Yeah. So the first, yeah, the first um, season with Hidden Immunity Idols was season 11. So they've been around for quite some time at this point. And yeah, at first they were things that it was like, these were really, really hard to find. You had to find like a series of clues to get it. Um, And they've become more proliferated at this point in the show. But there's also a point where we hit where people just kind of like find them without clues. And then it's gotten harder again since then. So um, yeah, I guess it's not super uncommon for them to be found with one clue at this point. And uh, like production wants them to find idols, right? Because it injects some excitement into the game and everything. Yeah. Um, we'll talk more about idols coming up in this season because, you know, this is a thing we haven't dealt with yet um, on Outwatch. But uh, after finding that clue, Tony does find the idol. He swims around in a pond and grabs an idol. And now we've got crazy Tony with his spy shack and with a <laughs> hidden immunity idol. Um, I don't also, think I'll ever not laugh at spy shack. I <laughs> love it. It's so good. <laughs> he made this noise when he found it. <laughs> so again, I don't know quite the use for that one, but I really like it. <laughs> That's so good. Um, so yeah, we're back at the brains, right? Garrett tries to control everything. Um, and people like Tasha, namely is like, this sucks. <laughs> this isn't how I want to play survivor, uh, with your, you know, ruling over the tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really turns out to be a huge mistake for him. Um, Scott, if you put yourself in the brain tribe there, what do you think about, especially Cass's choice as kind of the swing vote here um, to swing and vote out Garrett versus Jatia, who just dumped a whole bunch of rice in the fire? I don't know. It's I don't know how to go in Cass's shoes. I just thought that whole situation was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but like this fight, Garrett, like, you know, let's have a open forum. And I was honestly like right along with. Tasha like yeah. this is freaking survivor like you're supposed to be like off strategizing and stuff like nobody does this this is not this isn't how this works mm-hmm. that's not how any of this works um so honestly as after that like I kind of was like yeah Garrett's probably gonna go here like I kind of assumed after he kind of I don't know rose himself to power and took over everything like he's gonna Definitely go because this isn't fun for me right now. I, I have to be honest. 
It's not fun for me watching you play, Garrett. Yeah, get out of here, Garrett. <laughs> uh, we probably ought to talk about the Jatia Rice moment because that was a big deal. Yeah. What What was your guys' reaction watching that for the first time and seeing it all go down? They So they did, first they did an interview with her before showing what she did. Yeah. But she was like, you know, you leave the crazy person alone and she's going to act crazy. Yeah, like, and she yeah, did that wow. weird thing with her hand by her face. and Yeah, yeah, yeah she kept, yeah. She had some, she did have some crazy eyes in that interview, but I was like, okay, sure. Like you're upset, but what are you going to do? And then I was like, oh, oh my gosh, you're actually going to sabotage your tribe. Yeah. That, yeah, that was painful to watch. It reminded me of when, here we go back again to Pearl Islands, but when that one, which I can't remember the name of them, but that one tribe kept losing and losing and losing and they didn't have any food and they were just falling apart. I was like, you guys are quickly spiraling into never being able to win a challenge yeah you're gonna be there's gonna be a ton of discord and now you don't have any food yeah i was just gonna say like i when when that was happening i was thinking it was gonna be like uh sandra was the one who hate all the mm-hmm. stuff yeah um which you thought she was gonna go i was like she's gonna like hide the rice like this will be dumb or whatever and she dumps it out i was like oh man you're petty <laughs> i just remembered too and then everybody rolls back into camp and uh they're like what happened here why yeah. is all the rice in the fire and she's like i don't know and then Cass is like well you're the only one here who did it the rice fairy <laughs> yeah <laughs> That was so funny. <laughs> the rice fairy. <laughs> I would. I I think uh, that whole like open forum thing. Uh, what's her name that was really upset about Tasha? Tasha. Yeah. Tasha. Um, I think Tasha, instead of like complaining and asking people to like, I want to like strategize. I want to do this that, and the other, like the reaction she should have had or Jatia even who has nothing to lose someone should have said, okay, well, given that this is what we're doing, I don't like that Garrett's taken over the tribe. So I would like to vote him out Interesting. and see what Garrett does. Is Garrett going to like sit there and be like, okay, well, like who's, you know, upset about this and who would vote me out over this right? sort of thing. Like, I, I think you put it out there and you wait and see, like, does Garrett fold? That's kind of what tribal turned into was, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Tasha and Jatia, like, uh, riddling him with things and him responding poorly to them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and in camp too, Tasha brought up the very important point of not only are you not playing survivor the way it kind of is supposed to be played, but you don't want to, like you don't want to be here. Yeah. As he said, he's not having fun. And I think that really was a kind of a death blow to him too. Yeah. He just didn't care and he apparently wasn't helping and, and so he goes home with an idol in his pocket, which is a big deal. He has the power there to stay in the game. Um, but because he was imperceptive to the tribe's plans, he goes home and he's got a nice souvenir to take with him. Technically, he goes home with an idol back at camp. Did he not even bring it? No. No, he didn't even bring it to tribal. So the idol is wow. actually still sitting at the brain tribe. Which makes me wonder, are they going to have a note that's like, to find uh, the, the idol, look and... Garrett, Garrett, yeah, Garrett's that would, extra. Garrett that would be so funny. <laughs> I think what happens when you left him in his pants. Yeah, I think <laughs> that production like takes it, and they would like rehide one, but they wouldn't just like leave it in Garrett's pants, and someone yeah. would be like, "All right, this is mine now, I guess." You know. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be more fun. <laughs> it would be interesting. It'd be hilarious if somebody just like oh tripped like somebody trips over oh my god hey I found an idol. In Garrett's pants. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else from this first episode that we missed? I think we covered it pretty well. I, I think the only thing I would say, and this is just like a comparison point from uh, what's Pearl Islands. Um, Not Panama. I was going to say Panama I again. <laughs> we haven't watched Panama. Uh, a comparison point is the challenges for this oh, were yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah so much better. Good. Like, just... Like night and day. Yep. Yeah. Oh, also, Jeff, I forgot the epitome of his transformation into a dick. <laughs> it just the most extra was when they were putting together puzzles and um, was it? Oh, what's his name? We were just talking about him. Vin Diesel from New Jersey. Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony? Yeah. Tony. He really cut his foot pretty badly. And I think someone else 
injured themselves too. Yeah. And he was pointing that out. He's like, Tony bleeding all over the place. The puzzle's <laughs> covered in blood. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, Jeff, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I love, I, I, I love the last tribal council in this one. Or just like, well, this has been weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <we're both>. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is true. <laughs> oh my gosh i think that's a perfect way to end our for actually actually one more thing this will be how we end um S- scott you're exempt from this since you watched the season previously okay adam and emily give me your winner pick your way too early winner pick to win Survivor Kageyan after watching a single episode. Gosh, I'm trying to think of all the characters right now. The characters. The characters. <laughs> That's who they are. You know, if Spencer can survive until, like, the tribes merge or, like, reform into two tribes, I think Spencer has a really good shot at this. I, I think it, there there are a lot of people in the Braun tribe that could emerge is really well, too. But I think if I'm going to just call one person, I'm going to say, like, Spencer's got a shot at going to the final. If he can get it. Spencer, locked in. Emily, what's yours? Okay, yeah. I would actually go with um, Cass. Cass. Yeah. Two brains. After the brains are down, two yeah, members Yeah, yeah, yeah. We both chose from the brains. Yeah, we did. Um, the tribe that is slowly falling apart. Yes, yes we think they'll recover. <laughs> I just think she seems smart, um, and she's involved, invested in the game, but... Not too much, though. Like, I guess she knows where to put her loyalties so far, but not be too attached to them. Sweet. All right. Well, that'll do it for our first episode. Uh, Next time on Outwatch, we will be back dissecting episode two of Survivor Kageyan titled Cops Are Us. Sadly, Cops Are Us went out of business um, earlier this summer. All their warehouse stores stores were (laughs) emptied. A sad time. Um, In the meantime, make sure to subscribe on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify um, so you don't miss an episode of our Kageyan Rewatch. Uh, We'll see you next time.